day on his birthday we again got him fucked up yeah this time i was going i saw the picture with the that was pretty fucking hilarious (laughs) yeah i was sending pictures to our group chat throughout as we were going to different venues jesus is like yeah no yeah and the message is he's holding a dab in not about to barf (laughs) okay yeah i thought that was hilarious (laughs) i laughed really hard so we did a lot of shots at Elliot's on Thursday. So Wednesday, they're getting fucked up. I go home at that point. They do karaoke at Elliot's. I'm like, hey, Zeus, when you're done, just walk over to my place. You can crash on my couch. Around midnight, I took a few naps to like get myself ready to walk downstairs and get people. Wait, at midnight? I think that's just at going midnight. to bed. No, no, no. This is when I woke up. Okay. So I wake up at midnight from my naps and... Matt, uh, Matt texted me. He's like, "Hey, Ross, we're we're almost there." And I'm like, "Oh, that's nice. We're walking. Hey, Zeus. Hey, Zeus must have gotten trashed, right?" Uh, so he's like, "All right, we're here." I go downstairs. It's just Matt and Autumn. And I'm like, "Okay, this is interesting." Autumn is just on the sidewalk, just like <laughs> hunched over. And I'm like, "Uh, what the fuck happened tonight?" And she like, I open the door and she just flops down on the floor of the lobby. <laughs> and this girl is trying to come home. And Autumn's like, tell her we live here. Tell her this is our apartment. I'm like, Autumn, I do live here. <laughs> yeah. This is my apartment, not your apartment. And then. Does she remember it? No. Oh, she man. said she blacked out that night. For sure. So her she. Saying, saying that we live here is fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. And so we like. Matt, 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 like holds her up and like lifts her, and she's all wobbly and takes her to the elevator. Holds her up. Yeah, we're walking from the elevator to the apartment. She just like slowly falls on the floor in the hallway, and Matt's like, "Autumn, this is a hallway. Get up. We're almost at the apartment. This isn't fun." So we throw her on the couch, and she falls asleep. I'm like, "All right, Matt, let me know if anything happens, and you need my help for anything." I thought she was gonna die, either of alcohol poisoning or choking on her vomit in her sleep. Mm-hmm. So that Thursday, she's like vomiting all morning. I have two job interviews. And I tell Matt, I'm like, she's in there barfing. I'm and like, you're here interviewing. I'm like, Matt, listen, I've got an interview at nine and an interview at 10. This is classic. So they go and get coffee. I have my first interview. It was a phone interview. Great. And I crushed that interview. Then they come back and Matt's on the phone with his aunt. And I'm like, Matt, this one's a video interview. Like, I need you to either go in the bathroom and close the door when you're on the phone or like go out in the hallway and he went out in the hallway and he talked autumn was laying here on the sofa and you were doing it yeah oh my god positioned my camera so you could only see the plant and like i looked good like i always look good when i do that this is so ooh the pressure so autumn's laying there on the couch but i think she's like sleeping right so i'm giving my interview the first thing the person says to me is wow that's a really nice microphone so I'm telling her about the microphone. And uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, it's a sure SM7B. And she's like, sure. Can you spell that? Like she wanted to buy it for Can't herself. Can't she fucking see it? No, you can't see the, the lettering. Like the lettering's up here. Oh, the end of the camera's not on screen? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I do my placements just right. All right. And uh, yeah, so we're talking about that. Then we have the interview. And then the interview ends. As soon as I say goodbye and hang up the call, Autumn shoots up and runs to the bathroom. And I'm like... Autumn, were you waiting that entire time to throw up? She was like, yeah. Like, that is very kind of you to wait until my interview is done to go throw up. That's a professional right there. Yeah. That's hilarious. Are we going to... Yeah, I was just about to transition to it. Because, honestly, after that story, 
Nothing's yeah. gonna be the same. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's here's the thing. She did all that. She woke up feeling like a terrible person. I told her, Autumn, you were able to stop yourself from vomiting and be quiet during something that was very important to me. You're not a terrible person. And like she was at her bottom level, then she rose up and now she's here. And you know else who started from the bottom and now they're here? Who? Drake. Who? Drake. See, Rory hates it. Rory's like, oh, that was the lamest segue I've ever heard. Oh, he, oh, but he doesn't it know. Works. That was a good segue. It works. In, in, our, in our line of work, that was a pretty damn good segue, C-Money. That was. So, Gabe, why don't you introduce us? Hey. We got, we got, a, we got, we got a guest. We're recording we guess. after the set, and our guest is just chilling. Our guest is just hanging out here. Yeah. He's brushing up against my plant. Hello, everyone. And there's no no ones. It's only everyone's. I don't know. There's got to be no ones. Only five people listened to our last episode. But this is a future episode. This is a future episode. So So now now we'll go from five to zero. Ooh. Don't don't wish that on us. I'm not wishing it. I'm being real. Oh, man. We we peaked. We we peaked. Our, Our Katy Perry episode turned people off on us. Hey. That's the name of the album, that's but so we're not doing album. those. That's right, we're not. This is different. What What's so different about this episode? So we are done with the first season of Hey, that's the name of the album. We are currently curating our second season, but in between time, in the meantime, we will be retrospectively looking at a year that I love personally in hip hop. It's probably my favorite year in hip hop. Well, let, let me interrupt for a second. This is going to be a thing between each season, yes. but it'll be a different year. Yes. So we look at a retrospective for a specific year, and this break we chose 2013. So many bangers came out this year, dude. Like, yeah. He said bangers. Bangers. And an album hey, called Bangers. put your bangers. mic down. This isn't... No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> Rory. That's... No, I, yeah, you tell me what. Okay. Bangers is an album that came out in 2013, but we're not going to do that one. Like Bangers and Mash? No, it's Bangers with a Z. Oh, okay. Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I blocked came out her 2013. Out. Oh, was that when she went started Why? her yeah. wild phase? Yeah, she was fucking Mike Will Made It. And she was wearing that like fucking weird-ass Jordan two-piece. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty great video. Well, what's, what's the lyric? I'm in, I'm in the, the club. What about Jay? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to be sexy at some time. And why does that have to? How many of the dudes get sexy for some time? You, you know? know what? I think Drake They're, is sexy all the time. I think Drake is a piece of shit. A- fucking, A-O. fucking, uh, fucking wheelchair Jimmy out here. Sexy. That was a bit much. But if you if you hurt my like feelings, I'll have somebody else shoot you. He is yoked. He's fucking jacked, man. Who's He's that? He's got Drake? his eyes on you. Yeah. You're everything that he sees. He high love and emotion. Drake ain't shit, man. Man, we're going to have a fight. If you yeah. guys didn't know, we're doing Drake, Nothing Was the Same. That is the album for today. It's the first album that we're doing on our 2013 retrospective. I chose this. I chose all the albums on this because I'm greedy and I'm power hungry, right? Yeah. So good. I feel like Thanos after the Infinity Stones. It's like, you, you know what you know what happened to Thanos, right? Maybe we shouldn't compare okay. yourself to that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, like 2013 was fucking crazy. When you like think of the scope of like kind of where like everything was heading afterwards, because like 
We're right about the time where like Spotify and Apple are about to like kind of kill. It, it was the a weird blogs and like digital music and shit. Well, it was a weird time for us because we were like fresh out of high school at that point. Yeah. Like we graduated 2011. Yes. So it's like we're starting. Yeah, Rory's a little older than us. Rory's so he's a little shocked. Uh, so we're just like trying to. We're starting to. This is life without waking up to go to class. Yeah, we're like, fig- we're starting to figure life out a little bit. Yeah, I was working at Subway near the end of my Subway experience, <laughs> oh. and as you guys, you your fucking Subway stories. dude, my that Subway, I don't talk about it. it was a great time. <laughs> like the experiences I got with those customers, fantastic. Always great stories. Okay, uh, what I was doing at this time, I was uh, I got my first apartment. And like I told you, it was like a bazillion niggas living there. It was me, uh, Jared Newsom, the Spectre, uh, Matt Bachman, King Kirby, uh, Raymond and Lee. They didn't have cool nicknames because they were the old guys. They were the 23-year-olds and we were the 20-year-olds. Ugh, that's annoying. And they could buy us beer. That was like the main reason why they were there. We love them, though. Those are my niggas. But anyway, uh, at, I was uh, I was working as a fucking bakery clerk and uh i used to that's a good job it was pretty decent for the time being it it was i got paid weekly i was uh i got to close by myself for the first time at a job it was it was all right and uh we were fucking partying every fucking night getting fucking drunk getting high i was doing coke for the first time doing dabs for the first time it was a special lovely time i got to i got to these were good i got to get with a, a girl that i wanted to get with for like four years, it was like it was like the first week of having the apartment. Immediately, it was like, "Yo, come through," and she did. And niggas was hating, was trying to trying to throw salt. Oh, gay was niggas was hating. I was like, "Yo, why are you hating so hard?" Dude, fellas was hating on me at that time too. Fellas, fellas was hating. Niggas was hating. Fellas be hating all the time. That was like we're the same age. We're like twenty years old at this time. Like this is the time period where like you know like you, your friends you just like you start looking at them differently because you start getting like you start to grow up a little bit, and like this is when I started looking at it. Start was the beginning of like like starting to mistrust niggas. I'm like bro, like you know how bad I want to hit. You know everybody knew that I liked her. Everybody in the fucking group knew that I liked her. Yeah. Why are you throwing salt in my shit? It was a lot of shit that went down. Like when this when this particular album came out when drake's nothing was the same came out i was trying to get with this one girl alex i was in love with this girl everything i wanted she came over you know what happened nothing started fucking choosing like a motherfucker Uh. every girl that came over the apartment starts choosing every at some point somebody else's girl is flirting with whoever Maybe every nigga, maybe one nigga, but they start playing games. It's ooh, so weird. So many eye-opening experiences. And I gotta say, that didn't happen to me until three years later. I wasn't really listening to Drake at this point, but when you brought up this album for us to listen to, I was listening to the songs, and I'm like, I can relate hard to this shit based I told off you. what has I told you. some annoying people like Rory knows the people that I'm referencing. I, I I like to joke that instead of a side piece, I was a mistress because it was just yeah. it was how I dealt with the yeah yeah 
because I got to tell you this thing that Drake did. I saw on Instagram somebody was uh, somebody was trolling him, so he went to their account and saw who uh, his wife was, and he followed his wife. And she, <laughs> she like, uh, he DM'd her, and there's a screenshot. He's like, "Hey, I'm here for you." Oh man, that's fucking rad. There was, I think that's so fucking that rad. Is, no, yeah, that's, that's big dickin'. That, that's great. Like, uh, right, there were stories of back in the day of like the '90s Broncos and like early 2000s Broncos and everything, where uh, there was somebody on the defense. I think it was Warren Sapp at the time when he was on the Bucks, talking shit to Shannon Sharp. Oh shit! Only by reciting his girlfriend's phone number before the snap. <laughs> Holy shit! And that was getting in Shannon Sharp's head, and Shannon no. Sharp wasn't performing. No, yeah, that's crazy. It, like that's always the type of shit talking that I've loved, where it's like, dude, this is your wife. I got her number. Like, why do I have her number? Isn't that your wife? Ugh. And, and the- I kind of, I kind of held that over the dude's head for a little bit. It's Where like, it's not good. Like the the this album is like so important to me because like I would listen to connect and be like fucking connected with it because I like she really felt like she loved to just run over my feelings and I allowed it and I wasn't even I wasn't even doing anything with her. I just loved her so much. Yeah, just like the I love me enough for a both of us line on from time that shit was hidden to me this album was like so important to me of like dealing with like unrequited love and even loves that i had had beforehand you know and even afterwards like i ended up being the other man in a in a situation with a girl like the right after this and when you're the side piece like there's things you have to accept oh yeah like reality wise and you're like you to continue doing those things, you have to realize, like, okay, this is all that's going to happen with this person because of the situation you're in. Like, you can't hope to be the one that wins them over because you know, like, how long until there's a side piece if you're the main piece, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's the games. That is, yeah, the, the games we play, which is a different artist. It's a whole different artist. I feel like... Let, let's cheers up real quick. Cheers, cheers up. I froze these... So they're a little better. I always love cold ass vodka. You gonna drink that whole thing? Yeah, dude, it's a shot. No, it's definitely not a shot. <laughs> it is a shot. You're just no. It's it, a little bit actually, more. Um, I so, do. I have some questions for you. Yeah, though. go for it. Uh, but I got some questions. How do you feel? How you feel about my questions, Colin? How you feel about questions for Colin? It's my favorite segment. If you never hit the lights, my first question, I wanted to ask you, because we just covered how, like, this album kind of, like, touched, can, like, we can relate to it personally. Like, yeah. When I was trying to get my friends to listen to this, my friend Nathan, he didn't like Drake because he's like, all he does is talk about his girl problems and shit. And I'm like, I don't think that's, that's not really true. That's kind of like a really like small part of Drake's. I mean, it's a big part of Drake's stuff, but he has a lot of like layers and different like subject matter that he does touch on. But what I want to ask is why do you think that like Drake has this reputation of being like a one dimensional artist? Because this is something I talked to Jesus about, and I don't mean to disrespect him by saying it. He is quantity over quality. 
So it seems like he releases an album every fucking year. And it's just like, I appreciate the artists who take their time between albums. And there's a variance between the albums that they release. Like, you can hear the variance in his career between, like, his first album compared to his fourth album. But, like, one, two, and three, you can see the gradual change. But I like the stark change. And that's why I think people think he's the same type of rapper because he's always releasing albums. I think that's I think that's a fair kind of criticism because all of the big artists that we've had the past I'd say like 20 years did that. You know, like yeah. Kanye usually takes 2 3 years between albums. You know, same thing with Kendrick, uh Pusha, you know, uh even Eminem took a lot of time between his albums. That was a lot of that was drugs, but you know. Yeah. But like I feel like Drake is kind of the byproduct of his mentor. Because Lil Wayne was dropping mixtapes every fucking day. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's not like all of the Drake albums are bad when they come out. Yeah, but there, but there is something to taking like time with your music. Yeah. And having to more find To improve your sound a bit. Yeah. Instead of like... Because everyone's like, oh, when is Yeezus 2 coming out? When is The Life of Pablo 2 coming out? It's like we don't want the same thing from these artists... We want to see how they can improve their craft and their voice, you know? So, like, with stand-up, it's about finding your voice and your craft. I would hate it if all of my favorite stand-ups, if all of their specials were, like, released every year and it just all sounded the same. It's like, I want to hear your different takes, your different opinions, and how you do it. And that's how I feel about music, too, because it's all about messaging takes and opinions and that as well, just to a beat. I think and I think that's a I'm a huge Drake fan and I think even at this time I was when this album was coming out I wasn't super excited about the album like it took me a while to get into it cuz I didn't really like listen to Take Care like that it was I listened to a few tracks but I was I was mostly into OF like 2011 2012 like that yeah. was my shit it was like pretty much all OF shit and so this album kind of crept up on me I was like Drake's releasing an album and then like the whole starting from the bottom issue. Everybody was like, oh, did Drake really start from the bottom? Like, it was like a big thing. I was like, why is everybody making a big deal of it? And then I listened to the song and then I watched the video. And I was like, to me, it felt completely different from what he had done previously. And I think this, there's like certain legs in this guy. It was like certain legs in this guy's career. There's like the mixtapes. There's the So Far Gone uh, thank me later. Uh, take care era. And after the take care stuff, and then we're entering to this. This is more the Drake that we're seeing now. Is it starts at nothing was the same, because he had released. He he's got his Grammy. He's being Kanye at something. He's becoming bigger than what he had uh, expected. And like this is now the beginning of Drake being the number one artist. This album starts all of this. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because it's kind of low key. Like J- Drake's had this weird career where like I don't hear his music on the radio all the time, but he's undoubtedly the biggest star in music right now. He can do the most consistent numbers like out of anybody, and it's been an insane run. Yeah, and it start really, really like this is the first time where he's like really relishing and being like on on like being a big star and like i don't know i think i think it's really weird that people have like still even put that label on him but i think it's because of the kind of rappers that we have like 
Kendrick Lamar that are more reserved, more artistic than what is portrayed in Drake's music. And I think my disadvantage when I critique Drake is I never like listened to Drake as he dropped this shit. Yeah. So I'm hearing Drake now and then yeah, I'm yeah. retroactively listening to everything and I'm like, that's not that's not that great, blah blah blah. But then you told me to like view this album as if it's twenty thirteen and I'm hearing it for the first time. And then I started to appreciate it more because I took that stance. I wasn't comparing it to the Drake of now which I'm more familiar with. It's different. It yeah. was a di- it was a different era, it was a different time. It's like being introduced to Kanye at Yeezus. Oh yeah. And yes. then listening to late registration. They're and then, so different. Yeah. It's, you have to Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Rory. Pick up your mic, dude. If you wanna you're allowed to I thought I was gonna be on the other one. You'll be on the other one, but you're allowed to if you okay. have an opinion, you're yeah. allowed to be on mic and say the opinion. We just won't ask you your top five or your least favorite yeah, of this you can, album. You can still yeah. interject and everything. Okay, yeah. great, great, great. He's got that lyric on the new one where he addresses it. He says, uh, drop a banger, you guys come around later and say that it was a sleeper. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh yeah. I like I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I wanted to one more question. Yeah, go Before for we start it. getting to our top five, <laughs> this around this time the control verse had happened with Kendrick and he called everybody out. What? How? I, you can answer this too, Rory. Like, what do you? What? What's? What's your? What's your distinction with with Kendrick Lamar and Drake? Like, what do you think? Obviously, people like Kendrick more for his artistic shit and everything, but like. There is a space. There should be a space so, for both of them to exist. Yeah, I think there's a space for both of them to exist. I, you hate it when I say this, but I've always viewed Drake as like the softer person. Like the whole Kanye yeah. and Drake beef. I've never viewed it as Kanye and Drake beef because Drake, I don't fucking hold a candle to as a fucking threat. I feel like he's somebody of money who has people that can be a threat. He's got the shooters. But Yo. he's like, my dad's a lawyer type person. His dad's not a lawyer. With, no, no, no. He's, like, you know that person, like, they yeah, do shit, is, and they're like, well, my dad's a lawyer. It's like, yeah, he knows people with guns that'll pull the trigger, but he ain't fucking shit. He just knows people that are shit. <laughs> no, because of fucking um, wheelchair Jimmy and Degrassi. <laughs> Kendrick, though, I would not fuck with Kendrick. I, I have that respect for Kendrick where it's like, all right, I do not want to start shit with Kendrick because of who he is, his background, and his experiences. And I can hear that in his music more than I can in Drake's music. I mean, uh, Drake's a pop star. I mean, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick plays Crackhead really, really well. Anybody who plays Crackhead that well, I don't I know has done some crazy shit. So. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, feel like, I feel like it's kind of the... And people have made this comparison before. It's like the Michael and the Prince thing. Yeah. They're both yeah. they're both they're both necessary and they're both different. I just think I feel like and I'm about to say something very, very controversial here. Let me know if you want me to cut it. And I want and I don't want I, I don't want to talk about it in the future because I want to cover both albums. I enjoyed the record after this that Drake did, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, that was I like that one too. I enjoy that album more than To Pimp a Butterfly. Really? Way more. Well, yeah. okay. More. That's pretty I, controversial. That's very controversial. You're I'm not say, supposed to say that. I'm not a huge fan of To Pimp a Butterfly. Like, I gave it an honest try. To me, it's just not my style. Fucking, if that was a record, I would have worn through it. I listen to that shit so yeah. much. Yeah. It's, there's some good tracks on it. There's some very yeah. enjoyable tracks on it, but I I feel like there's too much going on. There's, I, I feel no like it's way. one of those... 
it's one of those ones that's too overhyped yes. because of the Good Kid Mad City energy that no. was there. And, no, and the hype that came off of that. But to pimp a butterfly is like one thing. Like the whole like the whole album is one concept and every song like it's important where it goes in the album. Yeah. Like like yeah. he's he's making like a big thing. And we listened to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was okay. our season ender was uh-huh. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Sure, how'd that go? Oh, it went great. Okay. I, lo- I enjoyed it. Yeah, you I did? enjoyed okay. that album. We, 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 the we threw it on vinyl because I have it on vinyl. Of course you it's do. It's so much better on vinyl. Though. Yeah. Um but I don't hate to pimp a butterfly. And I, th- I think Good Kid, Mad City does what he's did doing on that album much better and much cleaner. <laughs> you think? Way cleaner. Yeah, yeah the interludes are way way cleaner, and the, there's. I feel like it's. I feel like the album is trying, but it's so a, hard to be. And deep. I don't. It's a different say. story because like to pimp a butterfly is a lot about him talking about where he came from, but from where he is now. Like he's talking about being successful and having money and how that affects. Like how where he came from affects that and back and forth. And I'm thinking more of less the entire album and the story of the album uh-huh. and just the presentation of the it. presentation and production value of it. So uh-huh. I'm not saying he took a step back from Good Kid Mad City. And not I, at all. I feel but like if To Pimp a Butterfly came out before and then Good Kid Mad City came after, I would have thought he took a step up yep, into exactly. Good Kid yeah, Mad I 100% City. I 100% agree. And I, but I'm not saying he took a step down with the Pimp a Butterfly. I just don't think my where I and I've never been. I've never really even gone back to really really like listen to it again. Like I'll listen to All Right. Uh, well, I, uh, you niggas, boo boo. Hood Politics is a really great song. Um, there's a lot of good songs on there. I just something about it. For I just me, don't think it's as good as it was. The artistic City. choice he took with the. Uh, voice effects in his songs that kind of pulled me out of it yeah like yeah. i liked the songs but like some of it i could have done without the extra reverb extra echoes all that shit he like he has different personas on that one yeah i and, think and I, I think it's great and i understand it like don't get me wrong i, I like get what he's doing but mm-hmm. like i said Again, it's just like, not for he's me he's like kendrick's like an npr rapper yeah and then like i enjoyed <laughs> yeah. damn more than more life but i think i replay more life than damn so like there is i feel like the kendrick and drake i feel like it's closer than people would like to say because we can't so. we can't act like drake can't rap there's yeah. songs where drake doesn't have hooks for it sure. just raps for, for three sure. to four minutes and he's got that's a lot of really somebody, great lines as man. somebody who raps that's really fucking difficult yeah sure and so like this dude can rap he said it on his track if I wanted to go, if he wanted to go political, Drake could do that. He could do those things, but he doesn't want to do that kind of shit. He wants to do music where I'm literally, I feel like I'm in the, I feel like I'm in the car with him when he's talking about, uh, on, on From Time, when she said, uh, she wouldn't say I wouldn't be his Trey songs. Boy, was she wrong? That was just negative energy for me to feed off. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, even on a small, small ass level, I feel that when, like, I tell people I'm a rapper. And on like a small scale, I'm not, you know, I'm not telling people I'm going to be biggest Trey songs, but like when people hear I'm a rapper, they have this uh, little snide, like fucking, fucking jokes that they want to make or fucking comments that they want to make. So I understand that to a, even a smaller level, Drake says these things that like touch your fucking soul mm-hmm. on beyond even just bitch songs on songs mm-hmm. about women. 
it's songs about like life and dealing with your fucking parents mm-hmm. and shit. You can you can you can fucking relate with Drake shit about his parents like on a- any oh, type of level. Is, uh, sometimes I wish I was where I was when I wish I was here. Yeah. Mm. yeah, like he'll say he just drops that kind of sh- that. That's a special ass talent. Yeah, that's that's like that's just a nostalgia factor, because like there is, like when you get your money and you get your fame, mm-hmm. you're a different person than you were before you. No, got sure. I I just mean that's a fucking great lyric no, yeah, that has nothing is. to do with yeah, like regular shit. And, and but you don't see other people pointing that out. You yeah. know, it's I mean Kanye they fucking should be. Kanye did with one line. I forget the line, but I know it's Kanye. And uh, he's just talking about looking back at the times when you didn't have the fame and liking that more now that you know what it's like with the fame and money. Because there is a bigger burden with that fame and money. Mm -hmm. Than before you're dealing with not having money. There's many Kanye bars like that. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad, like, I, I do like Drake. Like I was joking because I, I liked how much it pissed you off when it I was made saying me very angry. <laughs> yeah. So when I was saying I didn't like Drake, that was just uh, it's good. Rile you up. I was up. hoping that's what you're just. Fucking yeah, yeah. So I was just fucking with, with you on that. That's a Colin thing to do. I yeah. I like the <laughs> such a Colin thing to very, do. I'm very used to it. I'm used to it now. How you feel about a top five? There we go. Well, look at that segue. You see how he does? He's the he's the master. It's perfect. Me and my friend, uh, my brother. Jared Newsom, we would just say that. Just how you feel about <laughs> after it, because that's a, a part of the, the Wu Tang Forever, the beginning of the verse. How you feel about coming home with a nigga for the night? It's great. <laughs> you know how I like I you doing that? it. <laughs> <laughs> if you nervous, hit the lights. I know we only fucking out of spite because he man though. Do you right? That's 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 too bad because like I've had to say that like. Mm-hmm. Her man wasn't doing her right. Yeah. So, you know, and they look around afterwards. Yeah. Wu Tang Forever, man. Wu Tang Forever. All right. Yeah, so, what's your top five? This is a difficult top five. For See, me, I think it was easy for me to do a top uh, five. My honorable mention is uh, Pound Cake Paris More in Music 2. Interesting, because that's in my top five. It's a great song. I love the Jay Z feature Kate, on that. Kate, 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 Kate. Yay, made millions. Can made millions. Beans would tell you if he wasn't in his feelings. He just said facts. It was like, yo, I made a lot of millionaires. Jay was going off. Drake spazzed on the first verse. You know it's real when you are who you think you are. This nigga said he might charge all of his fucking classmates for a fucking high school reunion. That's insane. My my favorite line is, the all-black Maybach, but I'm not a racist. Inside's wider than Katy Perry's face is. We're going to keep it up. Yeah, we're every episode we got to mention Katy Perry. Okay. Because Katie Perry, Teenage Dream. Is our most successful episode of this podcast, listens-wise. Yep. Uh, but fuck Katy Perry's Teenage Dream at the same time. Still the oh, worst we all hate her? Reviewed. Okay. Still the worst one. You know, when I saw that that was one of the episodes, I was like, I don't know about this, guys. <laughs> you got to listen to it. But if, if you guys don't like it, you gotta, yeah, listen I, to I it. guess just because you talk about it doesn't mean you like it, right? No, yeah. just, it doesn't mean that we, we Sometimes you got to fucking... It was really one of the first, because, like, 
listen to the podcast. I will. I will. I will. Can you support us? Can you? <laughs> yeah, listen to dude. Our podcast? I will. I'll listen. Yeah. Jesus right, Lord. Dude's we got a guilt trip. Our hasn't even listened you know? to the episodes. Hold oh, on. Oh, you guys got this uh, music th- podcast? That's I'll weird. Hold on. That's w- it'd be, be weird if you only wanted people that listen to the podcast on the podcast. Uh, we want people to respect our craft and listen exactly. to a couple episodes before exactly. they're on. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Respect us. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's okay. I listen to a episode. At one it's third. Three episodes. You listen to you one listen, third. You one listen third. to a third. Is our Tyler episode? And you only listen to a third of it, I think? No, I listen to the whole episode. I've okay. listened to one third of the episodes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> that's that's pretty good average. That's I a, mean, by the time they're listening to this, no. By the time they're listening to this. Yeah, this is way out. Yeah, this is... I might be this dead is, by then. This will be our 11th episode. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's no, hope no, not. we're saying halfway through our recordings of this, we'll start to release our other recordings a week later. Yeah. A week Instead of every other week, it'll be every week. Mm-hmm. We're okay. just on top of our shit, you know? I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you're you. Fucking, you're doing it. Yeah, but Pound Cake is my honorable mention. I, I had it in my, my top five at one point, but I had to take it out. For, top five uh, for me. It's sure. only top five. A lot of my uh, top five on this is because I really like the feature more than the Drake portion. Like the Jay-Z, <laughs> you hate it, but the the Jay Z portion of this put it into my top five because it's, it is such a, a good verse, feature. Yeah, but Drake Spaz is like right after on Paris too. Fuck all that right, happy to be here shit that y'all want me to on. It's not like, bad. Wait, wait, are you doing are you doing the split where you're like, because well, it's, it's one song on the album. It's one song. I'm counting it all as one song. Okay, because I, I before you've like, I've, well, I've I like the second half before. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. it matters. Okay. It matters sometimes. Yeah, I can shoot. It's true. If it's one track on the album, it's one track. Like when we get to Chance and we get to Acid Rap, technically, are we going by the Spotify track list or are we going by the Spotify? I'm going by old, I'm going by old school mixtape rules. So okay, I'm, I'm old school mixtape. Including Juice. You have to include Well, yeah, Juice. no, no. We had to include Juice because that's a song and he couldn't clear it for the Apple Music. But at the same time... I'm just going to tell you, uh, my, my, my pick for number one is going to be controversial because... For I'm, Acid Rap? Yes. All right. Well, Wait. I mean, I think we'll have it different. Like you, I think you'll be surprised at my grade for the album. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I like that. I like this little, yeah. this little, uh, little teaser for teaser. episode two. I like it. Okay, uh, let me begin my my starting at number five. Furthest thing. All right. Drinking on the low, mobbing on the low, fucking on the low. Yeah. Furthest thing for perfect. Like everyone I know. That first half, it's all for the ladies. It's fucking super sappy. You can't treat me like a stranger. I've seen you naked. I've seen you at your most vulnerable. How dare you treat me like a stranger? I feel like that. You know what? Drake is kind of toxic. He's toxic. And like, I feel. I get it though. Like that, that line. No, like, so that's real shit. The the stories I've told about that one chick, we're kind of friends at this point, but at the same time, treat each other differently. But at the same time, it's like, you can't ignore everything we've been through where it's like, when he's like, okay, I've seen you naked. It's like, yeah, we it's, we've done shit together that you yeah. can't just like brush it's, off. It's not like, and that you can take that as, ha ha ha. I've seen he's saying, oh, I've seen you naked, but like I've seen you at your most vulnerable too. You see, I've you seen someone naked. That person is comfortable enough with you. They are completely 
bare to you. Yeah. That means we've been through some shit. We've been around each other enough. We've been around each other a long time. There's that's weird that you're now treating me like 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 I'm nothing, like I'm nobody, you know? And that does something to a man's psyche. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate about Drake is that he talks about those things. And then the second verse with the with the, the beat drops, fucking amazing amazing verse. This is the life for me. My mom was telling this one right for me. Like it's fucking big up. Like it's I like it's a it gives it something for everybody. For this thing, the first part gives you the emotional Drake. You get the rap Drake on the second half. And I think it redeems the weirdness of the first track. Because, you know, that first track is a little long. It's daunting. I, You know, as you know, I don't like long, super long songs that feel like they're just going on and on and on. Yeah. I feel like I like the first and second part of the first of the first song. And then the third verse is unnecessary. This song, Furthest Thing, corrects the album. It gets it back on track. And that's why it's my number five. And it's one of my, it's just one of my favorite songs. An amazing song. Uh, my number four is Come Through. Uh, I don't know why I love this song so much. Probably because the, the, the fucking first half, second half thing going on again, where you get your high energy fucking R&B song, and then you get kind of like a slow down second part. And I don't know. I just feel like the, the vocals, the singing parts, Drake is really on. When it comes to his singing, by this point, he had kind of perfected it into like a like to the Drake way that we see now. Like some people didn't like his vocals on "Take Care," some people didn't like his vocals on "Fucking Thank Me Later." Like people were always kind of shaky about his singing, but I've always been like a bigger fan of his singing than like his rapping because mm-hmm. I think it's he doesn't have to have the greatest range, but I think he does enough fl- inflections that like you can feel whatever emotion he is feeling. And trying to get it to like at the end of Come Through, he's got the why has it been so wait a second? Why has it been like Come what? Through is on the deluxe version? Are you rating the deluxe version right yes. now? Yes, oh, Come okay. Through is on the every version I've ever gotten of this album. Come Through is on there. I'm looking at Apple Music and it's two different ones. So, deluxe has come through on it, the yes. standard doesn't have it on it. I'm counting the deluxe. All right. Well, let me pull up the deluxe then so I can accurately do my top five. Okay. I've if listened you, to both, so don't if worry. You, if you didn't, I just got to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Rory. Rory's shocked. Rory's like, wow, this is... Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's... I don't, I don't know. Every every version I've ever gotten has got had, had come through. I think Come Through is a fucking amazing song. It's a will always be one of my favorite Drake songs. Uh, number three is uh, From Time with Jen Aiko. Um... We I already talked about this previously. The fucking Trey Songs line, the um, "I love you, me enough for the for the both of us." I just think it's a really like solid like R and B type of rap singing type of song. It makes me feel a lot of ways. I think him and Jen Aiko have amazing chemistry. They go back and forth, and she plays uh, the opposite his lover on this song. Yeah, I really like this song because it was the first slow one of the album, if I'm not mistaken. And it kind of like was a nice tone shift for me. Yeah. And it's something that I really appreciated. Like, yeah, I, I love I, me enough for the both of us. The way Jen Aiko like sings that, like it's. I, and I've always been a fan of like slower Drake, sh- Drake songs. Yeah, I think he, he really does excel in, this, in the slower lane. Yeah. Like, like shit you'd put on when you come back with a chick. Yeah. Yeah. You can. <laughs> that that's that's to me that's what Drake's excelled at. It's like he's trying to help his homies out, you know, like, hey man, I created this playlist of the songs I sang. 
You can play it in the car while you're on the way to you know to the apartment. With yeah. What are you so afraid of? Ugh. Song, yo, this song used to fucking get it used to get me in my feelings, man. You, I love, I love this girl, man. I loved her so much. I loved her enough for the both of us. Like I, I needed it to happen. But like, like you just kind of live and you learn through those things. You know, she, I don't even know where she is now. Like, I'm, she, she like she joined the military, just lived her own life. And I just went, bounced around the world and just, like, had life happen to me. It just, like, just did shit. I'm still doing shit. You know, everybody's living their own life. But, yeah, from time. It's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, number two. My number two and my number one go together, go together pretty much. Uh, I didn't have this on my top five originally, but, like, today I was listening to it. And I was like, how did this not make my top five? It's got to be. Own it. Yeah, there you that's in my top five. Niggas talk more than bitches these days. When he yeah. said that, I was like when he first He's said right. that, He's, I was like, that's true. It's still true to this day. Still this day. Niggas yeah. are still talking more than bitches. And that's crazy. Who can get the pussy quicker these days? Still straight with the wheel and looking these days, cause the new drugs didn't get trippy these days. Amazing. Couple bitches try to have me on the more like nigga, it's yours. Like the way it it comes off of the Wu Tang Forever, the of the it's yours flipping it on a, in another way, like I think it's just amazing artistry and great like album building, like this album doesn't is not like a high energy fucking concept album like Good Kid, Mad City. It's not an incredible fucking bar barred out fucking experimental album like uh, Doris is. It's not like Kanye's fucking abstract Yeezus that all these crazy albums that came out in 2013 fucking nothing was the same. Isn't that nothing was the same is just like insanely like tight, great song packaged album. That's not too long. That's long enough that he can get some singles off of it and he can show like some exploration. And I think the it's yours flip of you Wu-Tang forever and own it kind of like is a great showcase of that coming right coming right off of uh, furthest thing and fucking started from the bottom. Like the way the album is assembled is a lost art. Yeah. Like that means a lot to like how you fucking listen to the like Cherry Bomb. We love that album. But, like, we all can agree, like, the way it's sequenced is shit. It's sequenced shit, and then the mixing is shit. Yeah. So it turned off a lot of people. And the people are now saying, they say that Cherry Bomb is Tyler's worst album. It's not. It's one of his best albums. But the way it's sequenced and the way it's mixed were too daunting for people. And a lot of people will never be able to come back. This album is easy as fuck to come back to. Mm-hmm. Once you get past the first track... And you just fall into the furthest thing, start from the bottom, Wu-Tang Forever. Like, all the songs fall into each other and go into each other in the perfect kind of right way. And so, uh, let me get my least favorite out of the way, 305 to My City. Really? It's not my least favorite. It's not not the worst song I've ever heard, but in all these songs, it's not. It just doesn't do it for me. Uh, Yeah. What's your least favorite? The title track. The first track. Tuscan Leather? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's just, you, it's too the long. The way you've gone on about it, I should have known that. Yeah, that it's it's too long. It just sounds the same. Th- there's like, I like songs where there's a variation between the different verses. 
or like he'll switch up the style partway through the song. It's just the same shit for almost four or five minutes. And it's just like, cut it down. You don't need to be that long. We get it. And when he talks about, oh, you're wondering how I'm still working on the intro right now. It's like, yeah, dude, I am thinking exactly that. Like, hurry up with the fucking intro. Go to your next song. Six minutes and like 11. Six, 11. Six yeah. Six minutes, 11 seconds. It's, it's too, too it's too much. It's too long. It's, I like that song, too. I'm sad that Too Much didn't make my top five. I love that song, but, it, you know, it's like I said, this is a really hard top five for me. Uh, but my number one, uh, drum roll, please. Wu-Tang Forever. Interesting. It's in my top five, but not my number one. I just love when I'm with you. Yeah, they did it on 10. This is like the... I was okay, so like I heard started from the bottom, right? And I saw the video. I was like, okay, I really fuck with that record, but it's just one. That's just one song, you know. You could like one single, and then like all the rest of the singles are trash, and then like the album's kind of aight. The second, everybody, I remember when this song, like when Wu Tang Forever came out, people were like, "What is this gonna be like? What kind of like? Well, is he gonna have Wu Tang all like? Is Drake gonna do a Wu Tang collaboration? Like people were like fucking like it was so weird like." I think that was like the power of Drake at the time was like people were so anxious about what he was going to do. That's when I was really noticing like, like, yo, he's really made it like he can put out a song with this title and people are just like fucking freaking out about what he's going to do. And so he comes out with this kind of a ballad. <laughs> he comes out with a Wu-Tang song called Wu-Tang, For- uh, called Wu-Tang Forever and it's a ballad. And he's talking about, I just love when I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas were like, what is mic. this? What is this? Like, what is he doing? I remember I was listening to that song one time and I was like, like I was like, oh, what's the name of the song? And I picked up my phone to see and it said Wu-Tang Forever. And I was like, no, this is fucked up. Something's <laughs> wrong with my phone. <laughs> like, like I want to like close the app and reopen it to see because it was like lagging There's or something. No this is not Wu-Tang Forever. This is like a forever. Sweetie Pants song. It's hilarious. It's such a, but the song is hard as fuck. Like he goes in and like the fucking bars are amazing uh uh people like Mazda was the best friend of me started becoming distant memory these things these things changed that's like this like started like a synergy and fuck away mentally i think it's meant to be like his flow is insane and he doesn't like he just spits and just like i don't know i think it's like one of his best like performances like rap wise and just song structure wise too just like because of the flip of it's yours of not only is the girl his, but the rap game is his too. Like it's, it's fucking, it's, it's pretty fucking sick. It's a great song concept. And I think like it kind of solidified like Drake to me. And for me personally, I was like, okay, this nigga is like on a whole nother level. Like he is progressing that a way that I wanted him to progress. Cause I've been a fan of this guy since he was on Degrassi. He spit a freestyle on Degrassi. I was like, "Yo, this nigga should really rap." Like, I don't. And then, like the next summer, like when we, when like I got internet, like oh eight, like real good internet, and like I was into all the blogs and everything. And I was listening to like early Wiz Khalifa, like early Wale, uh, fucking Currency. Shout out to Charles Hamilton during that time, Asher Roth, and and then Wheelchair Jimmy. Jimmy was Drake. I was like, okay. He actually putting out records. I'm like, okay, he might be really flame. And I've been a fan since. And he just continued to evolve and continue to get better. It feel I felt like I was an A and R. Like I helped him get on. 
I I I feel like I did. I did I did downloaded his mixtapes on datpiv.com. I was there. The that was a good time. It was But yeah, Wu Tang Forever, number one, man. I just love when I'm with you. How you feel about coming home with a nigga, you know? Yeah. Some great bars. Amazing amazing bars. Very memorable song. I think it's well deserved number one. What's your top five? Yeah, so my top five is the language. Oh wow! I really like the language. Wait, what's your honorable mention? Uh, well, now that we're doing deluxe, honorable mentions come through. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> yeah, every now and then I get Gabe's stamp of approval. It's like you know you're a white guy, but you like the you like some good songs. I'm just really I'm really excited that you like the language because I feel like that's like a that's like a that's like a really slow song. That's what I'm saying. Like I really like the Drake slow songs. Like yeah. they're good songs. Uh, then number four, I like own it. Number three, Pound Cake. Yes. Two, Wu Tang Forever. All right. And I think this is gonna surprise you for my number one. Hold on, we're going home. Really? I really like that song. That's that's a yeah. really great song. It is. It's a really. It's I'm really like. It's funny, like that's like a super duper like commercial pop song for sure. It's like, and I think that's why I like it because it, it it tickles tickles me, you know, just yeah. because of that commercialness. Of I it. got my eyes on you. Have you guys seen that Vine of the uh, little uh, uh, Pacific Islander? <laughs> that's kid? a weird sentence to hear in 2022. Right. Did you guys see that Vine? <laughs> Did you guys see that Vine? Like, what's a Vine? What the I'm fuck right? is a Vine? But there was like a Vine of like a a, a, a little uh, Pacific Islander kid. And he had like a blue shirt, like like the cover of Nothing Was the Same, uh-huh. and like they were playing that song, like I have my eyes on you. And he was like afraid, and like it was like just like like a it's all about his face. He's all afraid. It's a really cute vine. I gotta find it. I'll show you. <laughs> but yeah, I I really do love. I again like I would love to put too much in my top five. I would love to put Hold On, We're Going Home in my top five. Yeah, because like I feel all I love all these songs and yeah. the the language to me it's that line where he says uh, she just wants to smoke and fuck. I said, girl, that's all that we do. Yeah, I that's can how, feel that a lot. Yeah, that's how we were telling them when they were coming in the, in, the, in my apartment, my first apartment. I was like, yeah, this is all we do. Yeah, that's all we did though. Like for me, it was this one girl. All we did was like we'd either go out and have a couple of drinks and go back and fuck, or we would just fuck and have a couple of drinks. There was always alcohol involved. Yep, it's like, it was really just fucking and drinking. Yeah, it's like just this. Fucking this, and drinking. this is all that we do, man. Like, well, and then that's when I realized, oh, some people don't like other people for who they are. They just have the things that they do with them, and that's it. Mm. That's a growing up experience. Right yeah, there. that's when you become a whole different person. Yeah, and that's so. Gabe, what, what grade do you give this album? You would think I would give this like a, a perfect ten, right? No, no. I would say like for you a nine. You're right. Yeah, a little bit more. A nine point twenty five. Okay, nine I was gonna say that, but then I'm like, I don't think he would go two five. It would either be nine point five or nine. Yeah, I like. I love this record. Don't get me wrong. It's like one of my favorite yeah. albums ever. It's not a 10, but it's definitely one of my favorite albums that like is in my rotation to this day. For like, sure. It's, I don't, there's no skips for me. Uh, I like pretty much every song, even 305 to my city, which isn't one of my favorite songs. 
Uh, I'll still play it occasionally. It's a it's a decent enough record. Yeah. I just think this. I think and even he has said this is like his best album. Like yeah. I think it's clean as fuck. It's not an hour. It's fifty minutes or so, and it feels it feels short. It feels short in the best way. You know, it doesn't feel bloated. What's uh What's your record? What's your uh, number? Rating? Uh, so you're gonna hate me for this. I give it a three point two eight. No, you don't. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, yeah. No, I give it an eight. Eight? Yeah. Really? I don't think it's in the nines. I don't think it's in the eight point fives. But I feel like giving it in the sevens, even a seven point seven five, is disrespectful. Yeah. So I feel like an eight is a pretty good number. Okay. Yeah. For a Drake record and how much you did listen to Drake, I'm happy that you were able to give it. I'm able to listen to music objectively. You know, even if I don't like the artist, like it's not that I don't like Drake. But if I didn't like Drake and I thought Drake was extremely overrated, which he might be, who knows, um, I would still be able to listen to the songs as they are and accurately grade it. That's what makes a good music reviewer. Yeah. And I am going to put Drake's Nothing Was the Same in the corridor of greatness. At this point, we're putting everything in there, every album except Katy Perry. And Katy Perry got one song in there. I don't think we put the strokes in the I think we put one song. I'll be I'll be honest, I didn't listen to that episode. I'm like most of our listeners. Oh, the strokes and nine eleven? I'll miss that one. <laughs> that might have been a little much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we talked about nine eleven a little bit in the Nas review. I feel like Nas will do a lot better. Hopefully. That's it. I, I really just think it was an artist type thing. It's like, I don't fuck. What are the strokes? People don't even remember the strokes. Yeah. Poor and strokes. I think it might be that way with Linda Rodstadt a bit. Maybe, yeah. I feel like we're going to get 10 listens on that review. You you never know. Yeah. You never know. Well, let's get, let's, uh, let's, let's say goodbye temporarily and get to our main event. Our guest next we, episode yeah yeah next we're episode we'll be joined more by rory he kind of popped in on this episode he a little did. bit That's but okay. he'll he'll be featured in the next one featured more predominantly uh, yeah is that the word prominently 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 predominantly yeah we go through little episodes with gabe where he learns how to pronounce new words <laughs> They're not new words. They're words I know. But then my brain goes, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brain went, You're never going to say this. <laughs> There's, there was a time period where like, I could not say damn it. My brain just made me say jam it. For, for like me it was, three years. For me, it was hospital. I kept saying hospitable. <laughs> I can never say hospital, but that was when I was like five. So <laughs> you mother- <laughs> it did take me years to get library, not library. Library. I wanted to be library so bad. It's like it'd be so much better if library was library. I'm that way with with <laughs> yeah with uh, biopic. Everybody says biopic. And I'm a huge fan of biopic because I think biopic sounds better than biopic. Biopic does sound better, but yeah. biopic is what it is. I know it's what it is, but I refuse to call it that. Unless I'm talking to certain people where I know they'll give me shit for not pronouncing it correctly. So I force myself to pronounce it correctly. You're just a tough cookie, man. I try to appease others. 
And on that note, we out here. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye.